Come on, man. It's a state of stupidity. It's a state of stupidity. State of stupidity. That's just a state of stupidity. State of stupidity. I believe it's a state of stupidity. They want you to believe it's a state of stupidity. I told him. I said it's a state of stupidity. Welcome back to the state of stupidity. This is episode seven, and we're slowing down for a bit here. Uh, this episode, we're not going to be covering too many news topics or current events because I would like to talk about something that relates to what a lot of the news stories and things that of that nature that are thrown in our faces is here to deal with, and that is to cause trauma. Um, the world as we know it is a very trauma-based uh, environment as it seems. And those in power, those in control have learned over the course of generations how to utilize trauma to the best of their ability to exert their control and power over the rest of us. Now, when you say PTSD, most people think of vets. They think of war. But the problem with PTSD is that it is a much more complex issue than just those vets are, that are dealing. Now, they are very much also dealing with those things, but the way they are handled and the way things are treated for them has only just started to get a little better to where the things that are inflicted on them in basic training to turn them into soldiers is what is causing a lot of the residual PTSD. It's not combat tour. It's not always the intense, what we're shown in movies that leads to trauma, but just emotional trauma. Um, there is all kinds. And throughout this episode, I'd like to just discuss and touch on things. I did find uh, a lady by the name of Kathy O'Brien who uh, she wrote a book called PTSD Time to Heal and it's a workbook where it helps she she talks about her own issues and hers are very we'll we'll discuss that at a different time um it's connected to the CIA and MK Ultra and all that stuff but she wrote a book, and I just want to read the first bit about disassociation. Um, because I know from experience that trauma results in disassociation, um, which is professionally defined as the mind's sane defense to trauma too horrible to comprehend. The neuron pathways of the brain actually shut down to repress or isolate the trauma so the rest of the mind can function normally. Now, with the way things are thrown at us in a constant berate of what seems like trying to shorten our attention span, it is more where it's easier for us to disassociate with the way that the, the world is because we have been programmed to not fully understand what we're being bombarded with. It's been by design for quite some time. Uh, the OSS originally was looking into these types of things post-World War II. Um, they even brought on the, the best minds of Nazi scientists to help who the Nazis were also conducting their own experiments um, because it turns out that trauma-based mind control is one of the easiest ways to make the mind malleable to influence the way things go and on a global scale it would appear that they've been doing this to everyone within isolated pockets of countries each country has their own form of this that can be traced back by the hydra i'm sorry uh, this is, I, I, I have trauma brain. I have uh, where I'll start thoughts and because of things that I've dealt with, I, I have a history of 
some trauma that comes from my own childhood through the way things happened when I was being raised. And then uh, in about 2017, I had a serious traumatic event happen that kind of shoved me off the main directory, main timeline of things. And I've been gradually coming to terms with what I dealt with and I'm still in my own healing process. And so I know I can come across a bit scatterbrained, but I mean, Jay, you can attest that when I'm firing on all cylinders and I'm communicating, you're one person who's been able to see through that trauma brain to see who's really there behind that brain. Oh yeah. I mean, I noticed this week, you must've been stressed, you know, just even thinking about doing this podcast because I could see it in your face and in your actions. I could tell that you were obviously, you know, this, this it's deep with you. Well, yeah. And you know, a lot of this, you know, they started talking about PTSD, I guess, after uh, Vietnam, they started noticing they did more testing into this. And that's where PTSD came from. Yeah. You know, after they looked at these soldiers and what they went through and what they seen. Well, and that, that, you know, that's where they, I guess, the, that's where originally, I guess, they came up with the term now is, is PTSD. Right? Yeah. Which that plays into the, um, the side of it. There's actually uh, a bit here where the reality of disassociation and the brain's reaction to it uh, are for those in positions of power of control who capitalize on a lack of awareness about it. So when 9-11 occurred, the U.S. as a whole nation was traumatized and thus easily deliberately led into war. And then 9-11 was a powerful example of the mind control sliding scale um, she goes on to say, which extends from social engineering of a whole population to the kind of um, robotic mind control that she had endured. Uh, a bombardment of military ads on television in conjunction with constant images of 9-11's terror and declarations of war by U.S. leaders resulted in unprecedented military recruitment. And then the this basic training in the military includes physical exhaustion and it's often con compounded by a lack of sleep and food and water deprivation and then they use what they call neurolinguistic programming to then get their what they want them to focus on so that way they can get uh point and shoot without hesitation once I mean, they actually are yeah, on I the mean, battlefield they said 96% of the survivors of 911 had some at least one symptom of some sort of PTSD. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I never really thought about it until you read that there. I mean, look how many times they play, played over and over and over the planes crashing into the tower. Right. I mean, how many times did they constantly put that on? There? It was, I mean, at the time, it was almost monthly where well, they were running it. Right, daily. I yeah. Mean, it was, if you think back, I mean, it was constantly, it's all you saw. Well, and that plays into MK Ultra and the CIA's mind control experiments where they presented people with images of that kind of stuff in the 50s in isolated places where they were running their mind control experiments to then see what they could do. The The, the MK Ultra ex program was a, a series of like over a hundred different types of experiments that they uh, produced on unknowing people, like people who had no idea what they were in for, what they were being a part of or anything like that. And then they took that data and then they started to roll out. You can see where they rolled out these programs and things into the actual world. Um, Cause they also had project uh, mockingbird where they infiltrated all of the, the media outlets and stuff like that. So they, found the way that trauma was able to manipulate the masses and then they implanted people within media corporations to be able to fear monger and then that's where you see things like in the 80s there was the satanic panic like you in the 90s you had where everybody was coming for your kids you, you, you know it was always they were they would literally run at 10 o'clock at night do you know where your kids are well yeah and, and the funny part about that is you know, they don't run that at all now, but the, more kids are disappearing than, than back then. Right. But you don't hear that at all because, you know, are they part of these two million plus kids 
that well, go missing every year. And that's just it. I mean, it's so we don't talk about certain things that we don't, that way we don't have to, if, if we don't discuss it, they get to keep doing. Oh, yeah. Things. If we don't discuss it, it's not happening. Right. And the thing is, is that with, um, we need to uh, be brought back to the moment, to the present when, when dealing with trauma, because it's easy to get stuck in the past, in those memories. And there's all kinds of triggers, all kinds of things that can, um, cause us to get stuck. Like you said about how you saw me this week and you could tell that I just wasn't quite yeah, right because you get, of you get in your own way. Yeah, exactly. And it was one of those things where I was not only was it that I was reliving my own, but then in looking into the heinous shit that they were doing, it was also where the 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 CIA spook aspect of it started to creep into my mind where everything is out to get me everything is yeah, uh, they, they get, you, know, you see you let them win at their own war that's well the problem but see the thing is is that you, I mean you you know what's going on so you gotta, right you, you got to be ahead of it and that's where I got to try and stay exactly but in my own head I can get lost because I mean there's very few people around me that talk to me, yeah. but there are an enormous amount of people around me that talk about me and I don't care. But is that you getting in your own head that they're talking about you or, or you know, I can know? tell by actions. I can tell by body language. I can tell by the way somebody comes and the way they approach me. I can tell that they've had a conversation about me. To, with somebody else you, you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. it's not something that you're not thinking uh, too much into it no 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 it's just it's an acknowledgement of when i'm dealing with someone of understanding why i'm getting a certain reaction from them that i shouldn't be at that time you know what i mean because of my childhood trauma oh, yeah. i become i became uh heightenedly aware of my surroundings I had to be aware of what the adults around me were doing at all times because of certain situations that I was subjected to that put me in that state of mind. See what I mean? What you have to do is not worry about all that bullshit. Well, because I mean, I have people talk about me all the time. Oh, yeah. No, and let me let me clarify there. I can understand that. I can uh, vocalize that, yeah. but it's not like I sit around worrying about yeah, what every Tom, Dick, and Harry yeah, says it, about me or thinks about yeah, me. Yeah. I honestly don't give two shits one way or the other because I know who I am in my, you know what I mean? Yeah. In my See, world, yeah, in my I mean, reality. You got to just not even worry about that. It's all just noise. Right. Because, I mean, if, you know, all the people that talk about me, you know, if I let that bother me or I let that even get into my head. Yeah. You know, Steven, even though, you know, I, every now and then I'll, I'll be like, get pissed off. And then I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. Yeah. What am I even doing here? Exactly. I, you got to take a second, you know, clear your mind and say, the hell with it. I'm not really worried about just noise. That's, that's affecting my ultimate goal. Right. And if you allow that into there, it just takes you longer to get to your ultimate goal. And that's just it. And well, the, the thing with, um, healing, is when you're ready to heal, like you can't really be around people who trigger past memories. So for me, my support group, not only were they not quite the best for me at the time, just because of the way they were handling things around me, but then in the way that I needed a support group when I went through what I went through, um, I, I was still stuck being in an echo chamber where I had, um, bad actors that not, not to their own fault necessarily. It wasn't like they were doing anything malicious, but well, it's, the, they, they were not good for my own mental health. Well, the problem is, you know, back when our parents grew up, everybody was out to help everybody. Right. Now everybody only wants to talk to you if they're either gaining something from it. Or they want to, or they want to create more drama or spread more drama. Right. They don't want to actually truly listen to you and and help you 
cope with anything. Right. They just and, need and something to go back. That's 95% no. of people. Exactly. And that's what the unfortunate part is. Well, and that's because we've gotten to a place where in communication, we've gone away from talking about ideas and we talk more about people. And there's well, a great saying out there. The other problem is we don't even talk. Well, that's just we it. We text and we keep or worry everything on, on some social media site. And you're not actually interacting with a person then when you're reading that. Exactly. You're then manifesting in your own head a person who interprets that, who, who is uh, a, a copy of what you're reading. Yeah, and, it, and you know, you could text somebody something, but you can't text somebody something with voice affliction. Right. So... A text when you read, depending on who's reading it and what mindset, you know, what's mindset they're in, whether it's positive or negative, totally changes that text message. Exactly. And whatever interaction you're having with the person at the time, what you know, if you're having an argument with them, obviously everything that you're reading is going to go to the negative. Exactly. And that that argument's going to take that argument could take all day. Right. Instead of you just pick the damn phone up and talk to them. That thing could be resolved in under five minutes in most cases. Absolutely. And the other week, everybody can move on with their life. Yeah. And you move on with your day and, you and you know, everybody's much better off. But that's the problem with society. Now, I mean, you know, I look at even my kids, you know, when they're with their girlfriends or whatever, they'll be sitting on the couch texting back and forth. It's like, what the hell's going right? on here? You're sitting right next to them and you can't even talk to them. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, that's just that generation well and but it's not just that generation because the older well, the generations older, the older people, have also yeah. adopted that yeah so i mean I guess and then they were the ones who actually like we want to blame the younger generation but the older generation didn't stand the ground and say no we're not going to do that we're going to go to this we're going to go well, back to the way it should be it was one of those things where everybody just adopted the texting mentality like I remember it was around like 2010s when if you texted somebody, you were going to get a phone call of somebody screaming at you. Why the hell can't you just call me? Exactly. And now we're in the complete opposite of that, where it's literally if you Why would try to call, call somebody. Yeah. But now a couple weeks ago, um, it was my birthday. Now, do you think I got a single phone call on my birthday? I don't know. Did you? No. That's amazing. Now, did I get, I got plenty of texts. I'm not saying that I didn't get any communication of, of, Hey, it's, it's your birthday, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But instead of taking time to say, to, to vocalize it, it was just sent in a very, and that that's partly due to Facebook. I mean, oh, they, absolutely. they've made it like yep. the, the, the funny thing is, is that. The, the only reason anybody on Facebook knew it was my birthday is because Miss Tori made a wonderful post about it. But I, I personally don't have mine listed in for it to go out there okay. because I don't want fake bullshit like that. Yeah, yeah, where yeah. just because it showed up in... Now, granted, for people who I don't interact with on a regular basis, that would be one thing. But those people who saw me time and time again when when i was more into social media yeah if they didn't see it on facebook they didn't text me they didn't you know what i mean they didn't reach out so it is one of those things where and now for somebody who is dealing with any kind of mental health issue where there is uh uh a reliance on the person to be the one to speak up about it or that person to make the right decisions in what they should do with getting help. Well, that's all well and good in a perfect world to try and um, deflect any kind of responsibility. But I even went so far as to try and I, I did try to heal my own issues while still communicating with people from my past who not necessarily were connected to the 2017 issue, but were there for my childhood stuff. Okay. And it failed horribly. Yeah. yeah. I didn't fully, I was, uh, my, my, my mental health was also weaponized against me within my previous employment where my supervisors were utilizing um, triggers to be able to mess with me while I was just trying to do my job. Now, 
as somebody who has seen my work ethic and can attest to my character and whatnot, when it comes to just trying to get the job done, wouldn't you say 90% of the time, that's all I'm trying to do at least. That's yeah, just too, too much at some time. <laughs> shit gets wrecked. I well, mean, see, my whole thing is like people need to be tougher mentally. Yeah. Is what I, and, and you're an attestment to it, the way you were brought up. Yeah. That's a big part of how you were brought up. You know, and you know, I'm I'm a fan of Dan Pena. I watch his motivational okay. speakings or get your ass ass kicking, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But you know, he has a lot you know, a lot of good sayings, you know, like show me your friends, I'll show you your future. Okay. A lot of your future is who you hang around with. Right. You know, if you're gonna hang around with people that are doing drugs, and I'm saying you're doing that, but right. people that are doing drugs and, and drinking beer and at the bars Friday night burning her paycheck up. Yeah. You're going to be, that's going to, what you're going to end up being. You're yeah. going to be the same thing because that's who you're hanging around with. That's who's influencing you. Yeah. Another, you know, another big saying he has is, you know, fears, false expectations appearing real. Yep. Because people get in their own head. Yeah. And they're, you know, what are they fearful of? Well, they're, they're creating all the fear in their head. Yeah. Because they're looking at everything in a negative light. And that's a lot on, on you know, how you're brought up. I mean, I was not once say I was brought up the best, but I did have two, two parents in my life, you know, Right. They didn't always get along, but they did their, you know, best to grow me up with, you know, a positive attitude and respect people. Yeah. So, you know, for that I could thank them. And my dad, you know, he probably didn't kick my ass enough. <laughs> if he knew half the shit I did, he would have kicked my ass a lot more than he already did. But <laughs> at least he was there to kick my ass. I mean, right. Nowadays you can't do anything to your kids because, you know, if you if you you even raise a hand to them, you're abusing them. Well, in my experience with raising my daughter, I have found that in communicating to her like she's a human being and not an inconvenience or a see that's the that's the problem most parents they they want someone else to raise their kid or they want oh yeah they want they, 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 want, they want the kid to just they want take care of themselves they want iPhone, too soon android yeah or ipad yeah or whatever androids you know i don't know what they call their uh ipad equivalent yeah they hand them off. I mean, you look at kids that are two, three years old. They're on them things. Yeah. I mean, it's great if they're learning stuff, but I mean, they're learning how to use technology, but they're not, like you said, it's more of an inconvenience. So here, take this and shut up when you're in the, when you're at, you know, you're going out for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Right. What do you see the kids doing? Yeah. They're not talking to anybody there. They're all playing on these phones. Well, and that was, that was something that um, my daughter, she did have some issues with acting out when she was a toddler. And it was a point of, well, if we're not sure how she's going to be when we go out, we're not going to take her out. We're not going to go. We're just going to eat at home. We'll just, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we made a conscious decision to not make it. See, too many parents, once you have a kid, it's not about you anymore. It's, exactly. it's about the kid. You made the active choice to create life and you need to do everything in your power to try and um fertilize that life to grow that life to to help that life grow into uh, a functioning member of their own life y you know not a society i, I won't say that cuz i mean that's just playing into the machine of it all yeah i mean see i i think you need to take them out in society and if they you know just teach them how they got to well, listen when they're right. in public and, you know, I see a lot of, I see a lot of parents, like I said, they hand them the iPhone or okay. hand them whatever. Yeah. And, and rather than reprimand them, it's like, here, do, instead of telling them, you know, the whole reason they're probably complaining and crying is because they want something and it's too hard to say no. Yeah. Tell, you got to tell your kids no. That's part of growing up. You and, can't expect, your kids can't come to you and every time they want something, you tell them yes. Well, then that just leads, that, that leads to them At later in life right walking now. around. Yeah. Exactly what we have right now. Yeah. Well, I and, want everything, but I don't want to do anything for but, it. That and if was... I don't get it, then I'll start crying and screaming and kicking until I get my way. So, you know, the the another saying is a squeaky wheel gets the grease. Exactly. So these these young kids want to cry and whine and, and rather than go out, go out and earn it. Yeah. But that all starts from, like I said, I mean, a lot of parents fail their kids. Yeah. It's unfortunate to say that, but a huge amount of them are failing their kids. That's why kids are the way they are. Well, and now to take it back, though, I think uh, a lot of that has been by design. Absolutely. Through the trauma where the parents don't even fully know that they were traumatized or because most people until I had an actual um, uh, professional uh, mental, a mental health professional tell me 
that what I had experienced and what I was experiencing was PTSD. Uh, I had no idea. And that was all but two years after. So in 2019, I finally was told, hey, this looks like what you're dealing with here. And then everything started to make sense. And then I started to do my own research into it and started to go on my own path of healing because, I mean, well, I, I couldn't afford actual, you know, mental health care. Well, to be honest with you, you're probably better off. Well, I totally Because if yeah. you would have got mental health, you know, health care, that would have meant you would have been on three or four prescriptions. Right. Well, and you would have been brain dead. They did originally when um, it was the loss of a child. That was the traumatic event. I'll just rip the bandaid off. But um, when I was going through all of it, like in the moment of all of it, one of the things when I was going through grief counseling and whatnot, I was prescribed anti-anxieties and anti-depression medicine. Now, uh, I never took a single pill. Never wanted to go that route because I had heard all the horror stories. I had seen family members who were never the same. Listen, that's that's the big pharmaceutical, you know. Right. They sued them over OxyContin. Yeah. Well, they should be sued over all these antidepressants because they get get people on them. You're never coming off that thing. You're you're hooked for life. And the minute you come, you know, the minute you stop taking your medicine and you just spaz out because, listen, everybody reaches their point sometime where they're going to spaz out. Right. Oh, you spazzed out because you don't ha- you didn't take your medicine. Yeah. No, I spazzed out because I had a bunch of assholes. Yes. Giving me a hard time and yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. That's why I spazzed out. It's because if I would have had my medicine, that means that those people could just be an asshole to me. Right. And I wouldn't be, you know, uh, I wouldn't be able to think on my own to say, hey, these guys are just being dicks to me. And that- I got to act out here to make sure this shit stops. And it just keeps going on and on and on. And it is. Because they got you so doped up, you can't even think for yourself. Right. And now minus, so minus the being doped up, that was kind of the MO of what I was dealing with post-2017. Yeah. Was just anybody who could, once once people found how to use my mental health against me, it oh, was absolutely. used against me. And then now me being uh, a, a redheaded you know, an Irish Italian right away. It's, Oh, he's got a temper. Oh, he's got anger issues. Yeah, exactly. Now I don't have those issues. I don't have any problem. I'm, I'm known as the guy with the smile. I, I'm known as the, you know what I mean? Everybody knows me to be in a, in, in a much more happy, upbeat disposition. You, you know, I, I love my life. You, you know, I, I, there's things that I've not liked that have happened in it. But generally I love to live and I love to live to be here for my daughter. Those things that happen. I mean, that's just part of adversity and you know, everybody's going to have something that goes on in their life. That's how you deal with it. Yeah. You know, you could have went, you could have went and said, boohoo me and ended up on the streets on, on, you know, all sorts of medicines. Right. But you chose to, you know, pick yourself up, dust yourself off. Yeah. And, and let's get this, you know, let's figure this out and see what, and just move forward. Yeah. You have to move forward at the end of the day. And I had people telling me in 2017 that I should file for bankruptcy and get rid of my house and walk away. Oh, place that I only lived for two years. And here it is, 2023. I'm getting back there. I'm, I'm getting back on track financially. But it was because I had such a hole to come out of even at that time. So now where I'm at is a much better place that because I decided to plant my roots, because I decided to stand and say, no, I'm not going to do what everybody else says I should do. I'm going to do what my intuition's telling me to do. I'm going to do what based off of the things that I have experienced and the things that I see around me, I feel I should be doing. I mean, I think society personally <clears throat> makes it too easy to give up and you could have easily done that. You could have said the hell with it. Oh yeah. I'm going to just, you know, bankrupt Like they said, I'm not going to give a shit. I'm going to just let the bank deal with it. Yeah. Because that's just the easy thing to do. It's just like, you know, even like marriages, that's why they fail nowadays. Right. Because society has set it up for to make it real easy for a woman to, to get out of a marriage, to just give up on a marriage. Yeah. Because think about it. A woman gives up on a marriage and 
you know, I might get some hate for this, but I really don't <laughs> give a shit. It's the truth. They can give up. They can just say, you know what? This is tough. Rather than dealing with it and, and trying to make this work, yeah. I'm, I'm out. You're out. You're out. The husband's out. Of, you're out of the house. Yeah. I'm taking you for child support. I'm getting custody of the kids. I'm getting half your pension. Yeah. You know, if the if the courts looked at half these cases, it would probably go 50 50 is what it probably should be. Well, and then the then the woman or the man would have to say, you know, do I really want to go down this path, or do I or should I you know stick it out and, and make this marriage work? And, you know, actually uh, follow through with my vows and do what I said I was going to do when I stood up on the altar with, with, you know, my wife. Or am I just going to stay the hell with it? I'm going to get I'm going to get half his pension. I'm going to get half his shit. I'm going to get the house. I'm going to get the kids. And the kids are just a paycheck. Yeah. And a lot of the times they're just a paycheck. I mean, it's been proven that single family, you know, uh, kids raised by a single dad are better, much better off in life than than kids raised by a single mother. There's already there's. All sorts of uh, uh, research statistics. on that yeah. statistics, yeah, it show that because you, they need a man in life. They need a woman in their life too. I mean, right. honestly, they like all, I said, all kids need two parents, parents, two parents in their life, actively in their life. Correct, yeah. but society makes it so easy for the woman to just walk away. Well, that's been by design through. Well, the, that's all the, the whole. The, it goes back to the to the dismantling of the family. Yeah, exactly, the, and, the, it, the, and it's all yeah. about. At the end of the day, it's all about money. Right. Because, you know, these lawyers yeah. are lined up to take these cases. Yeah. They love Getting paid things. ridiculous exactly. amounts the, to do what? You have all, to ruin lives. You have all the courthouse that have all these domestic relation workers yeah. that are getting the cut of the child support. Yeah. They got to fund themselves. Yeah. You know, so they're they're getting the cut of the child support. So it's all it's all about everything at the end of the day is about money. Right. Let's just pull that bandaid off and, and tell yeah. them they don't give a shit about the kids. No. And no. They could care less about the kids. Absolutely. You, you're going to have good people that do work yes. and actually do care about it, but the majority of them do not care about the kids. Right. They're I in mean, it for a paycheck and they look, know it's an easy fucking paycheck because they know the system has been put in place to where it's just a never ending revolving door. I mean, I watched a documentary, a documentary the other day on uh, Saving Maya. Okay. So down in down in Florida, yeah, this girl Maya had CPRS, I think it was, or CRPS, I forget. It was uh, she she had pain, like bad pain throughout her whole body. Okay. So the mother, who was a, a nurse, takes her to you know takes her to the uh, these all these doctors, and they can't figure out what's going on with her. And finally, they find this doctor that that diagnosed her with this uh, CPRS or CRPS, and. Uh, <clears throat> The only real, the only treatment that truly works for it is high doses of ketamine. Oh, so he put her on these low doses of ketamine, and it really wasn't doing much. Right. So what they do is they they can put you into what's called a ketamine coma, but it's not legal in the states. Okay. So this doctor has a practice in in Mexico. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he has a practice. There's a. I guess he goes down to the hospital or wherever they do this. Yeah. yeah. So he tells the family, "Listen, if you want her to truly get better." You're going to have to give her higher doses of ketamine, and you may have to put her in one of these ketamine comas, but we can't do it here in the States. Yeah. So they take her down to the, to. they end up, you know, they said to her, listen, there's a chance she may not come out of this coma. Right. So they, you know, they, they figure she's in so much pain that we need to do something. Yeah. This has got to stop. So they take her down there, they put her through this ketamine treatment, and she wakes up. She was a little groggy, had some short-term memory loss, but the pain was gone. Right. So... Fast forward a couple years later, the pain starts coming back. Okay, I think they had. I think they might have had her on low dose ketamine, just like as a to try to sub. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, the mom's at work, and the dad says, "Listen, she's in so much pain, like it makes your legs turn in. I mean, it's pretty. You can't. Yeah, it's that one that it. Yeah, it it like physically starts to exactly bones exactly. Your body just starts shutting down. So the dad takes her to the hospital down in Florida. Okay. So the hospital's doing all these tests, and they can't find nothing wrong. Her. The dad tells her she has this disease. They never heard of it. Don't know how to treat it. Right. They uh, then the mom, you know, gets involved in this because she gets back. You know, she rushes over to the hospital and she tells them this is what you need to do. Blah blah. It's long story short. Yeah. They call children and youth on her in Florida. Okay. And in Florida, it's it's privately ran children and youth. It's oh, okay. So they do an emergency order. They take the kids away from the. They they don't even let the parents see the kid right in the hospital. They're not allowed to see the kid. They're not allowed to talk to the kid. Yeah. 
Then they finally get a court. They, you know, they get they go to court. They're allowed to talk to the kid, not see the kid, but they can't talk to this Maya. They can only talk to her on the phone. They can't ask her anything about how she's how her treatment is, what they're treating her for, nothing. So you know, then I think she's out of the home with these these family for eighty seven days. Yeah, and the mom's just destroyed. Right, you know, because she's she helped this daughter through everything. Yeah, the mom ends up hanging herself. Yeah, because she couldn't take the trauma right. of not being around the kid. Right. You know, she that that bad that she just, you know, she couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. So I think two weeks after the mom hangs herself, the dad gets custody of the kid back miraculously. So and uh they end up suing. Yeah. So the lawsuit's actually going on right now. Okay. And they get the they so this hospital that's not treating her for this CPRS or CRPS, blah, blah, blah. Right. They ended the so these attorneys get the hospital records that yeah. they're charging the insurance company and they're charging them 20, 30, $40,000 for CRPS treatments the whole time. When they testified in court that, they the, that the girl never had CRPS and that's why they took it from the family because they were abusing her. So there's a huge lawsuit right now. Wow. But then this uh, writer writes about this whole story. Right. And uh, apparently this same child protective group down in Florida, this same lady okay. did this to numerous families. And what they end up doing is they talk, they're, a lot of these families aren't, you know, well off. Right. So they talk these families into giving con- custody of the kid, like on medical decisions yeah. to the state. Yeah. But they, you know, the family still has, they, they said, this is the best way to get the kid back is to admit you did this and then just, you're under this agreement with the state. Well, that's what they do with like petty crimes and stuff like just to get somebody on the books. They say, well, if you just plead guilty, like, yeah, 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 we know you really didn't do it. Exactly. But if you, you just plead you guilty, we'll, yeah, we, it, it, you we'll won't end up with all the fees. Charge. Right, right. It'll still be on your record. But I mean, to do that and see, the thing is, is there you go. It's it's private. So with it well, being they were private, off of it. that's why yes, they're doing it. exactly. And but they were also being properly instructed by the state on how to work the system. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I mean? So they sued the state. They sued the hospital, John Hopkins. And they sued uh, this this uh, CPS department. So the CPS department, they were smart. They settled for two and a half million. Right. But they're still taking. So the state, you know, the judge, the judge was shady too. He, so they asked the they, they tell the judge. So when they went to do that, they're supposed to have the hearing. I think it was uh, May in twenty two or something. Yeah. But this was during COVID, so you couldn't <laughs> go to you couldn't go to court. <laughs> But the family went to court because they wanted to talk to the judge specifically right. and tell him, you know, what they're going through. Maya actually wrote a letter of how this has affected her life. Yeah. So the so they go through the court here and they say, listen, we're not going to proceed with court right now. We're going to push it off again. Really? And the the family's attorney said, well, uh, Maya and her father are there and the son, and they want to they'd have something to like to say to the judge. Yeah. And the judge goes, well, I don't know if that's a good idea. And he asked the 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 you know the, the state which is the defense what do you think of this well, we don't think that's a good idea all right well we're just gonna not gonna listen to them then so they pretty much told them to go pound sand wow yeah so the judge is obviously on because that's probably the yeah. same judge that sided with that like they actually had people come from they had the doctor that originally uh, diagnosed her with this disease come okay. to court yeah and they were trying to get the you know the daughter back to the mother and father. And the judge didn't want to hear anything about this disease. Well, and that's just it. It's it's that's that's what I mean. You have people who are deciding people's lives that don't give a fuck. Well, they already made the decision too. Yeah, he already made his decision. He wasn't giving the kid back. Yeah, he was told I mean, what. Listen, to do. we had cash for kids in Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, do you remember that? And How that many? was only that was and that was just because it was found out. And where were they putting them? They were putting them in private prisons. Exactly, they were making millions of dollars. Absolutely. And yeah, the only reason that came out is because a couple parents came forward after their kids committed suicide, and they were like you said, they were getting stupid petty crimes like. Yep. You know, they were caught with marijuana. Well, and there it was. There, the kids were literally being fucking pressured in to saying they did shit that they didn't. They fucking absolutely didn't fucking do. But that's where they they traumatized and manipulated those kids into agreeing to that shit. That's where you you have people of authority who abuse their power. Absolutely. So, I mean, I think you know the the family should go a step further. Yeah. And sue the actual the judge. Yeah. And let's bring out and see how many cases this guy 
presided presided over. Yeah. That they didn't listen to any evidence other than the state's evidence. Yeah. Why don't we look at some of that? Because I guarantee you there's probably another cash for kids there. Yeah. Oh, fuck in Florida. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, dude, the thing is, is when when you find something like that in one state, there oh, is it's everywhere. Uh, there's a, a those different guys, version of it in just, every fucking they're state. They're just like attorneys and yep. doctors. They have their own groups that they all belong to. And they're all in cahoots with all this shit. And yep. then when they figure out, listen, we made millions of dollars off this. Yeah. And when you have, you know, private juvenile detention centers yeah. and private CPS organizations, you're not going to tell me what they're funded on making profits. Right. You're not going to tell me they're not doing shady shit. No. And the fucking and this thing is, points, this proves right there. It's happening in Florida. And what are we trying to do except cover it up rather than, you know, go in there, investigate it and, and hold these people accountable at the point we're at. If we don't just take care of, resetting it away from what they have if there's there's no way to redirect there's no way to take the system that is so corrupt that they already have in place and just reallocate it here reallocate it there because there's too much corruption oh it's it's, it's to rampant. a point where it's rampant yeah we need to all come together and figure out a way to move forward and to heal the world. We need to acknowledge the fact that for at least the better part of a century, our history has been forced upon us by the people who are trying to control us. Um, they created the world wars to hide the fact of what they were doing with the money and shit. And then, well, and then to make more money. Exactly. And they also, cause like, I mean, the, the experiment started like in the 19, the teens, the 19 teens, uh, in the German side of things. And they rolled through up into world war two and then once World War II happened, it got moved over to the U.S. And then the U.S. was able to create a system that was then able to take that corruption and spread it worldwide under the guise of the OSS and then later the CIA. Uh, the guys that I'm looking into that, that I'm researching about the shit that they were doing back then, that's still to this day affecting us. That's the thing is uh, Project Mockingbird didn't get shut down they took the information they figured out how to do it better how to you know make it so they weren't so out in the open you know what i mean and they did it again and again and again instead of controlling one journalist they just figured out how to control the entire paper yeah. you know instead of controlling one news channel they figured out how to set it up to where they control it all. Oh yeah, what is it, like three families own most of the news and newspapers? Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so, I mean they got they got their they got you know they got it they got it nailed down pretty well. Yeah, and it's it's been, <laughs> but it comes down to see they made a mistake in Florida. Well, yeah, where they made a mistake is they targeted a family that actually you know he was an ex fire chief that was retired. Okay, and she's a nurse, so you went after a. Fa I mean they, yeah. they were stupid. They didn't look into who they were targeting. They targeted the wrong people. That's the only reason they got caught. Right. I mean, they did this to, if you look at like all the other complaints they got after this came out, yeah. it's all lower income families yeah. that don't have the money or, or, or power to get their own attorney. Yeah. You know, you're working with a, a you know, a public defender. Yeah. And, and that's, <laughs> a public defender is lucky if they're bringing home a, a decent oh, exactly. enough salary. And let's to, face to, it, what's a public defender? It's a rookie attorney. Exactly. Who's you know, juggling multiple cases at one time that... And chances are they came from a low-income family. Exactly. They didn't come from a law firm, you know, that's 50, connected. Or, 50 or 100 people deep that's connected that they're going to be a rookie there that they can go, you know, get those cases. They're they're in, they're getting the shit cases. Yeah. And they're you just, know? they they go from what they learned in law school to trying to apply it into the real world. Exactly. And then they you, don't get the history of, nah, dude, this is how it really works. Exactly. And then you got, and then who are they up against? They're exactly. up against all these state funded attorneys Absolutely. that have been through this forever or they're politically connected. Who, who put, 
the laws exactly. and policies and shit so, in I mean, place to a, be able you have to go. Inexperienced attorney that's yeah. barely getting paid fighting the whole system. Yeah. You know, so and that's like how, I said, that's why they, they targeted the wrong person. They actually targeted right. somebody that could hire a real attorney. Yeah. And now, hopefully, I mean, you know, they're suing for 145 million. I hope they get half a million. Yeah, I mean, a, a 50 or 500 million. Right, right. You know, they should sue for as much as they can get. Make, oh, them, make the state and make. They shouldn't even settle with that company. They should have. They should have. What they should have done was said, "You need to. They need to fire these two people that were directly involved." Yeah, and put them and put them right out of business. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! That's what they should have done. Absolutely, but hopefully they get. I mean, they get. The, hopefully they get what they deserve because well, and what hopefully they did to them was just disgusting. And what they're doing to these other families is just—it's horrible. Well, I mean, Florida. Well, Florida. Are there is bad where, parents out there? Of course there are. Yeah, they're not targeting them. No. Well, I mean, they are. Like you, you have um, families who are literally selling their children oh, yeah. to the traffickers. You know, you have. Um. Instead of going the abortion route, they will they they go and they find these people who are on the fence about yeah, but, abortion but or ask adoption, your, and ask yourself they this swoop too, in though. and get them. You know, how many families out there want to want to actually adopt kids? Right, a lot. And how hard is it to to for these good families to adopt kids? To the good ones, yeah, the good extremely ones, extremely hard, next impossible, right? So by by making it all this nonsense and making it extremely, you know, hard to adopt a kid, yeah, they're fueling all this, you know, underground bullshit. Well, but the the the, the traffickers are doing it well, through yeah. the legal systems. They're, the traffickers are getting it through well, the yeah, adoption. That's why, that's why they're making it harder for actual people to get it, right? Because well, they're getting the dirt they bike. They say that that's why, but yet the traffickers keep up. How how is it that we're making it harder and harder for legitimate good people? Well, what to, we're doing is we're making but, it harder for them, so we can give the kids to the traffickers right, in the exactly. back end when nobody's watching. Well, there, but there is there's a paper trail. There's they're they're not even doing it on the back end. They're doing it out in the open. They're well, doing it on the up and up. I mean, and it's just about looking into who, who the people who are actually getting. Because I mean, uh, w- with the HHS um, Health and Human Services lady, the whistleblower, when she came out. She said that there were places where uh, th- there's one adoptee, uh, one one person adopting multiple oh, yeah. children. They're putting them, in, yeah, they're putting them in temporary homes. Yeah, that are that are, and then they don't even they don't even check in on them. No, and so it is one of those things where they're making it harder to where they can do stuff like that legally. Y- you know what I'm saying? It's not it's not even about the back end. They're doing it right up front, right out in the open, and then. Like, and and what you're, you're all you're doing there is creating a whole generation of trauma, like and well that's in it's it takes three generations. It only takes three generations of conditioning for a belief to become autogenically ingrained, and that's where we're at. Yeah. We're at least I mean we're about. Uh, the the fourth or fifth generation beyond when they were fucking around with shit. You, you know what I mean? From the eighties, like because you're talking if they were doing what they were doing post world. We'll just look at post World War Two when it became CIA shit. So our generation is really one of the first generations where it was starting to fade. the The trauma that they had induced pre us was starting to fade and it's where that they 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 did the AIDS epidemic in the 80s. That was a mass trauma event. Yeah, you and know? they blame that on gays. Right, but it so, turns out who was it? Who? Who? Yeah, probably the government. Who? No, it was fucking Fauci. Oh, Fauci. Oh, no kidding. Dude, I didn't see I didn't look into that. Oh my but, god. But Fauci Fauci but did you, the exact same thing he did in 2020 back in the 80s and But that's another thing. I mean, you you know, they Bring this AIDS epidemic, like you said, yeah. and they turn everybody against gay people because they say right. they said that it was you know gay men particularly. Yeah. So you know you turn everybody against them because you say they're passing this bad disease. Yeah. And then you have to then but, go and you have to create a whole movement. Then exactly. once you vilified them, it's not that every it's not that everybody was out and out bashing gays back in the eighties until the AIDS epidemic. Exactly. I'm not saying that there weren't simple minded people. Oh, we absolutely. have fucking yeah, simple minded yeah, people everywhere, everywhere yeah. all the time. But in creating what they did with the AIDS epidemic, then that led to needing the whole fucking pride movement of the nineties. Exactly. And yep. then like, if you just <laughs> the see, problem it's is all... people don't look at that stuff. No. Just well, like just like slavery. I mean, right. you want to talk about slavery? 
there's more slavery t- right now today than there ever was. Absolutely. People just, they just think slavery is about a white person or a black person. And that's because of the way that the, they don't the narrative talk about, has been forced upon us. They don't us. talk about all the black people that own slaves. Right. Well, and the fact they that don't the talk matter about that, that um, they were the ones who were shipping them off. Like they were, exactly. they were, they they were, were selling. selling them. They were, it was human they, trafficking back in the day yeah. where they were literally being paid to give them. But away. nobody wants to talk about that because it doesn't no, fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the fucking you narrative. Know, so, and if you look at, well, what you had brought up about how the, the way Africa still is to this day, where it's still very much isolated pockets oh, of tribal mentality. Yep. But I mean, overall, it does, it, it seems like a, a peaceful, I'm sorry. It seems like a peaceful continent that has a lot of people fucking around inside of it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on. I mean, yeah. Look, look at you got Russia's. They call it the, the you know yeah. the Wagner Group. Yeah. Is in there. They're fighting on with all sorts of different right. assets of that that you know shadow government or or like you said all the tribal people you know yeah. tri- and all they give a shit about is the gold there. Yeah. Because look at um um who was it Gaddafi? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that man was doing a lot of good for his people, pissed off Hillary Clinton, yep. and then got stabbed <laughs> in the streets. They fucking went ham on him. Yep. And it, it, but if you look well, into look at, it, look the at image that we were getting, Hillary yeah. Clinton loved Putin. Yeah, she got caught on the hot mic. Yeah, I mean, so but now she's hate now. Putin's this bad guy. Well, I mean, it is all the it's the narrative of it all where well, they're all playing well, a the part is, in the WWE. Of he didn't it. play his part. That's right. why they got upset. But he he was something something went fucky there where either he was playing the long con where he was waiting for them exactly like, it, it almost Some, seems like he was the playing the role until he had enough information about what was really going on behind the scenes and then once he found out or whoever found out about just how corrupt the cabal is and what they're really doing with the human trafficking and stuff like that where it, he then shifted and then it, it was it was a it was around about the time Right, right before Trump, yeah. where it was all kind of building and building and building, and then and they say a lot of that stuff. They say a lot of the stuff he was targeting were were research labs too. Yeah, well, we're not talking about that at all. Well, all of the the the, the research labs. That's where they they conduct the MK Ultra experiments. It's where they. Ca- it's not just about viruses. Yeah, it, it's about so much more than just virus. It, it's about fucking UAPs. It's about fucking anti grav technology. It's about zero point energy. It, it's it's about so much more. The world is uh, a lot more exciting. Than the propaganda we're given. The propaganda oh, yeah. we're given and is it, to make it seem like it's a very dull world where all we're doing is being one level above a Neanderthal and pointing guns at each and other. And not only that, I mean, think about it. We're nobody even knew who the hell Ukraine was a year ago, right? The average American, you ask them, "Where Ukraine?" They wouldn't even. They couldn't tell you. Four. The they could never tell you where it's at. No. So we're better to dick around with shit than a place nobody knows about. And then, and well, I mean, you know, and, Ukraine really only came up when a little bit when Biden was over there, yep. you know, uh, <laughs> when, when he was, when he was getting his, yeah, uh, when he, when he was, when he was setting up his money when laundering, extorting him, when yeah. he was extorting him, set it right on TV and nobody wants to talk about that. Right. But that's, I mean, even then yeah. you couldn't tell any, you, you could, I guarantee you 50 to 75% of Americans, you ask them where the hell Ukraine is. They couldn't tell you. No. You tell them it's next to Russia. They never not one could tell you it's next to Russia. Right. Not a single one. Right. But now all of a sudden everybody's now we've pumped billions upon billions of dollars in Ukraine. You want to talk about student loan debt pay? You could have paid off all the student loan debt and put all the people and put the next generation of kids through college with the money we pumped into that place. Absolutely. I mean, a place that nobody even knew knew what the hell it was on the map. Right. Well, but that's just it. They needed a place like that. To be able to do it, because if they tried to do it anywhere else in the world where it was too much of a travel spot, or if it was too much of a this or a that, yeah. oh, it yeah. would have been it too had to be well known. Tourism, it, it had to be somewhere where they could get in, where it could seem like we were doing it to keep tabs on Russia, as far as the people who knew what the fuck was going on over there, and then that like it just grew from there. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, listen. These guys act like they don't know what's going on. Yeah. 
I mean, look at the Chinese base there down in Cuba they're putting in there. Do you see the Chinese yeah, spy base yeah, they're putting yeah, yeah. in? Right. That that uh I don't know who the hell the guy is for Biden went on the went on the press conference and said that's absolutely not happening. I don't know where that came from. But two days later he's on there. Yeah, they're they're putting it there. Yeah. What you just found out now? Right. I like mean that's, yeah, I mean, come on, you, you something that big you on bold, something of you, that scale. You lied to all American people. Just say it. Listen, you got caught, asshole. Right. Just tell them, yeah, they're they're putting a base there, and we're concerned about it. Well, but that's... I mean, the, the thing is, literally within eyesight of the United States, yeah. And we're gonna let them put a spy base there, yeah. They'll get all sorts of information. Well, I mean, dude, they they can get all the information they want from oh, our satellites. Absolutely, they they can. They, well, they're they all have, communicating. They don't have to get it from the satellites; just get it from from their counterpart. Exactly. That's just it. I mean, look when the Wagner Group was going to take over, Mo- was going to mar- start marching on Moscow. Yeah, the the equivalent of the CIA from Moscow reached out to to us to talk about it. Exactly, they knew what the hell was going on. Absolutely, and well, then they act look- like they didn't. Then they're like, "Oh, we don't know what's going on." Bullshit. Then I guarantee you, they probably killed that Pro- uh, Prozgian or whatever his name is because he hasn't. Nobody's seen him since. Yeah. He's definitely ah, dead. Nah, dude. He's just chilling in Belarus. No, they said he's not there. No? No, none of them uh, went there. They probably, <laughs> listen, they're all in a mass grave under some fucking pipeline somewhere, probably. Right. <laughs> they're all dead, those guys. Because they didn't, because they didn't complete the coup. Exactly. That's the thing. They went off book. They stopped yeah. doing what they were paid to do. Those guys, I guarantee it, half of them are probably dead. Yeah, but I can tell you this much. It, it, it's not Putin who's doing it. No, no. It's, it's Because they did, they, they did exactly what they were supposed to do as far as playing out the narrative for him. Uh, I mean, they, they, there's... Clearly, fuckery going on in the world, and our propaganda machine is in full force trying to squash any kind of uh, counterthink. I mean, you got to look at it this way, too. Like, I was thinking about this because, you know, I looked in the Ukraine. Okay. You know how big Ukraine is? Uh, isn't it only, like, the size of a certain state? What yeah, state? It's like a size. It's less than the size of Texas. Okay. How many fucking bombs do you need to drop on that thing until it's obliterated? I mean. Right. I mean, well, but that's just it. Is that we're we're being lied to about that? Well, it's so not saying, the whole I mean, country well, that's under war. It's only a, a like a fucking a five mile sliver. Yeah, but that what goes I'm saying down is like, the Russian border. All the that's shit they actually that happening. Place, the thing would be leveled by now, right? I mean, literally, we could level that fucking area probably in an hour. Yeah. Well, and Russia's been attacking it for what. 60 days or whatever, however many months we've been into this. I, I, was it 100 days? Wait, he's not. Well, I mean, no, it's over no, a year. 500 days. Yeah, yeah. The other day, it was 500 days. So they, Oh, yeah, because they had, yeah, to, they had, the they had to start. Yeah. They had to start the state. What was that? The the U.S. State Department or something like that started their briefing. By, yeah, on the 500. We're, we're yeah. here on the 500th day of the so, Ukrainian I mean, war. You've been, bombing this, you've been bombing something the size of Texas for 500 days. How yeah. the hell is anything left? Right. And that's, well, that's just it. I mean, it's ridiculous. They're not. They're not bombing no. it, and the the places that they are bombing, they're, they're actually bombing themselves. It's it, Russia isn't fucking doing half of the shit that we're being told they're doing. It's hard to believe that they're doing it. I mean, like I said, it's this, it's smaller than Texas. I mean, what yeah. the hell? Well, and they, I mean, look, they tried to tell us that they would fucking destroy their own dam. Yeah, exactly. They, like they're gonna fucking shoot. They're, they're then, Russians. They're not you, gonna shoot themselves. Zelensky in their own wanted there to save everybody. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and then I mean, he got all butt hurt when they wouldn't let him join their party. The yeah, NATO. Yeah. I know. I've seen that. <laughs> there was well, that was the whole build up to that was a little weird. It it was like it was happening, and then it was kicked to the next day. Well, and then it was fin- kicked yeah, to the then next they, day, then and then it was Finland in, and it's and they're supposed to bring Sweden Switzerland. In. Yeah, but they didn't bring that many. I don't think. Well, I mean, Switzerland is actually like uh, with CERN and the the fucked up shit. Switzerland is actually one of the most evil places on the earth. Like if you look at the history well, of it, it's just it's one of those things. Wait, do it and do it, do it under the guise of being neutral. Well, yeah, and then Switzerland, I guess they Turkey didn't want them in because they have a bunch of terrorist groups in there that Switzerland pretty much just says aren't terrorist groups. But that's what I'm and saying. Fucking around in Turkey, these yeah. ter- you know they they mess with Turkey, so that's why Turkey didn't want them in there. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, I mean, it, when you look, listen, at where does everybody hide their money? Right, in Switch, Switch bank account. Yeah. Why is that? Obviously, because they don't tell anybody anything. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of a lot of shit going on. When you tell everybody you're neutral, 
your first fucking lie. Exactly. You know full well. Oh, absolutely. You're nothing not, is being yeah. fucking neutral. You're not neutral. You're playing, You're playing the fucking field. You're paid the most. Absolutely. I'm getting paid here the most today. Tomorrow yeah. I might get paid here the most. And then you might have to go back here. Or maybe I'll go over there tomorrow. And that's even more evil than true evil. Oh, true absolutely. evil just tells you, hey, they're, I'm doing this because I fucking hate people. Exactly. They're I'm profiting. doing this because I fucking love money. They're straight up profiting they're off just, everybody else's evil. Absolutely. Which makes them worse than everybody else. Absolutely. Well, and that 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 goes into the whole World Economic Forum. That's where they're located out of. Like it, it, it all, every like the big NATO, all the shit. They're they're up in Switzerland, fucking plotting out their storylines, telling who, what, where, when, why, what needs to go, what needs to change, what isn't fucking going well, and they change and they use trauma. They use. All that shit to influence the masses into letting them do what they want to do. All while, listen, with the amount of money that they're fucking with, could we not pretty much take care of most things? Oh, absolutely. absolutely, Right. All the shit that we're saying we can't pay for. Right. And that's billions of dollars. We're wasting it every day. Yeah. So we're spending billions of dollars. We're giving billions of dollars. We can't take care of the homeless. Right. Because it's too expensive. We can't build more housing for the home, low-income housing for the homeless because it's too expensive. But we can send weapons of mass destruction, destroy other countries. And we can foreclose on people who exactly. that can't just make their need, mortgage payment, that right. need a little bit of help. Yeah. But we can't we, we can give all this money away. I mean yeah. the American people that should piss you off enough right there. Right. That you know, and then, then some of the American people are like, Well, screw them. They they took the mortgage out, they took the student loan out. Yeah, but you know what? They took that shit out with the hope and dream that they were they were predatory lended against. All of them were. They're not all of them, but a big chunk of them were, let, were predatory. They knew they couldn't pay this shit back. Yeah. They still gave them the money. And then we take all this money that we profit off of these people that we prey on, and yeah. we give it to other countries to blow shit up, That's to rebuild it. And then Crazy. tell the American people that they need to stop spending on this, or exactly. they need to stop well, doing that. they're flying out private jets and yeah. all this other bullshit. Absolutely. So oh, I, that was that was a great article. I saw fucking uh, they, they were talking about um, Leonardo DiCaprio, how he's all about the fucking environment while he flies a fucking oh, helicopter exactly. onto yeah. his yacht. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He's all about the environment. Sure yeah. he is. Yeah. So that movie I was talking about, it's actually Take Care of Maya. So, okay. if, I mean, if you're definitely if you're in Florida, you should take a look at that movie. And if you're experiencing any of that, I uh, think you should reach out to an attorney and and. You know, these guys down there that are really getting hit by this or any family should reach out to an attorney and, and you know, get your kids back to where you can keep them safe because the government's not going to keep them safe for you. I can tell you that. Fuck. You should talk a little bit about uh, Sound of Freedom, you know, because oh, people, yeah. people, you know more about that than I do. You've actually seen the movie, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I saw about, it. Talk about how that movie, how long ago it was made and, and okay. why it's not, why it wasn't brought to. Yeah. Well, so The Sound of Freedom, uh, I went and saw it on Monday. Great movie. Um, now, this movie was made back about five years ago. Um, the man behind it, Tim Ballard, has been on a mission since 2013 to supposedly shine a light on child trafficking in the world. And there is... To do what the government refuses to do, pretty much. Right. right. Well, he was... Homeland Security, and uh, he was specifically working on uh, child pedophiles, but he stuff couldn't of do that no, nature. But he couldn't do nothing because it was out of our jurisdiction because they weren't Americans. Right. Or it didn't happen on American soil, right? Yeah. But we can blow up Ukraine and everything else. Yeah. Blow up Russia and everything that, else. That, well, and I mean, we can displace millions of children while yeah, doing that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally tracks. But but yeah, but we can't take care of the, you, you know, we can't the get rid of The actual bad guys. Yeah, we can't get rid of these scumbags. Right. We can only breed more bad guys. We can't take care of the bad guys who currently exist. Um, but anyway, so now there was an issue with the film being released where, uh, Disney, um, just so happened to buy Fox who had originally, um, produced the movie and then they shelved it and in shelving it, it sat around and they were in in limbo trying to figure out what they were going to do to get this film released. And then finally, um, a faith-based production company bought the rights to it, I believe, from Disney, 
to then be able to distribute it now. So Disney, that makes billions, yeah. if not trillions, yeah. of dollars off of kids every year. Every year. Doesn't give a shit about kids. No. They didn't have the enough balls. Oh, they do, but they don't care about kids. No, they, care, they only care about they've kids been that tied, they offer off of. They've been tied. But they don't, so they, they had, so let's just talk about this a second. Okay. Disney that has Disney World, Disneyland, Disney this, Disney that, Disney, you know, all these kid shows. Yep. Kids Bob bullshit, all this shit. Yep. Held on to this film for five years and refused to release it. Yep. And they care about kids. Absolutely. I'm going to call bullshit on that one. <laughs> well, I mean, if you look at the you know, history maybe DeSantis, of Disney. Maybe DeSantis going after Disney is the right thing to do. Kick them the hell out of not only the state, but the country, because they seem like they're a bunch of scumbags. Ghislaine Maxwell was abducting children from Disney right out in the open back in the 80s. Yeah, uh, they she was connected. There's fucking uh, her father is connected to Mossad, which is the Israeli. Yeah. It's really special forces. It's, it's their CIA. Yeah. Uh, so in looking at just the creation of Disney itself, Walt Disney himself was connected with the OSS and the CIA for the purpose of creating trauma-based mind control. Okay. Disney himself, Walt Disney is on camera doing things to children that no one should ever do to a children. No kidding. The Disney darkness is extremely fucking dark. Well, he just got called out the other day, I guess, because, uh, an older gentleman had a heart attack in Disney. Yeah? Yeah, so they uh, took him 15 minutes to get, I guess, medical personnel there. But they did CPR the whole time until he was off the property. Then they then they said he's dead because nobody dies at Disney. Oh, uh, well, yeah. So, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, yeah. They got called out on that. I mean, aye, aye, aye. But, I mean, yeah, legitimately, uh, Walt Disney uh, was a pedophile, and there is films that are in the inner circles of that group out in California where it's been seen in recent times. These things have made it to the light of day. And we're talking the the old film yeah, yeah. shit. You gotta, that, get, you gotta get the reel out. Yeah. Yeah. And Don't so I mean it. and just knowing that and then knowing that Disney the, the CIA bought Disney World. The CIA is the one who funded his land grab down there. So that's why when DeSantis wants to go after Disney, he's not going after Disney. He's going after what the CIA had built back in the day to create their whole mind control apparatus. I mean, this shit is deep and dark and we're already going pretty long for today. So I think we'll cut it there, but we'll definitely talk about that real touch quick. You know, on some freedom, other topics. Freedom again. Oh yeah. Beat. Yeah. Disney's own Indiana Jones. Woke Indiana Jones. Whoa. What it went called? woke. Yeah, and what happened? It, it broke. It's broke. Yeah. Exactly. Every fucking time. Now look at, now, look at Bud Light. What do they drop from number one? They're under 10 now. They're, oh dude. They're, 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 they're and then they can't give it away. No, exactly. And then everybody's, you know, complaining. Well, you're putting you're putting people out of work. Don't worry, there's lots of jobs out there. You just gotta go get another one. There's different like that's just it. It's it's not that alcohol shouldn't be the backbone of America. No. If, if alcohol is the backbone well, of America, there's something fucking wrong. The backbone, what are you talking Absolutely. about? Absolutely. ATF, baby. Yeah, exactly. Come on, man. It's a state of stupidity. It's a state of stupidity. State of stupidity. That's just a state of stupidity. State of stupidity. I believe it's a state of stupidity. They want you to believe it's a state of stupidity. I told him, I said it's a state of stupidity.